What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Bread to Build podcast, a project dedicated to sharing the stories of the people who build and those who help move construction forward. My name is Brett Gowen. I'm the founder of Hammer and Builders Vinsa, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Pinella. Breck and I were just at dinner the other night in San Francisco, and I've seen this man eat a whole ass octopus. <laughs> that, that, that is way better than my intro could ever be. Um, you wouldn't even try it. <laughs> no, no. The thing looked disgusting. It was moving. Uh, yes, just, it was moving. Just want to say thanks to all the new listeners tuning in and to all of you guys that have been listening for a while now, showing your support on social means the world to us and it keeps this podcast going. Today, we got Jamie Verdura on the podcast with Verdura Construction. He's a general contractor based out of California, and we're going to be diving into what's on everybody's mind, a recession, and what we can do to prepare. Jamie, welcome to the show. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. You're uh, you're an overdue guest, and so I'm pumped to have you here. Right on, man. No, looking forward to it. All right, Jamie. I want to jump in. Everybody's uh, talking about this. It's on everybody's mind, um, and people are just itching to know more. Uh, before we get into the weeds, give us a quick background on you and your business so the listeners kind of know who you are, and then we're going to segue right into uh, the beat of things. Yeah, so I'm uh, we're a, uh, you know, full-service uh, residential construction company. Um, I'm running uh, 30 guys. We're self-reformers, so we are doing excavation, foundation, framing, siding, trim, all the good stuff. Um, generally focused on custom homes, but uh, we do everything from bathrooms and kitchens to, I mean, doing pavers and driveways. So we're a hands-on team. Actually, it's uh, probably a good segue into why we're meeting. Because um, I started, we were talking a little earlier before we started recording, I started in a recession in 08. And kind of learned the hard way that, you know, to make it and pay your bills, you got to kind of do everything, you know, stay mm-hmm. moving. So I kind of just kept that through, right? Stay humble and just stay hands-on and, you know, basically become a custom home builder. And somebody goes, you want to do my kitchen? No, nah, no, nah, I do custom homes. Nope. We take them to this day. Mm-hmm. Are you still pretty hands-on? I'm, I'm, I'm in the field all day, every day. I'm not a computer guy. This office is, this is the wife. My, I run the company with my wife. Um, came up together doing this. Uh, she runs this. I'm not really, I can't type, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the field. I'm not on the tools, um, but I know every detail of every job. I do all all the takeoff, right? All the estimating, all the bidding. So I have, I have a good grip on every project. So, so your one, quality control is killing 100%. 100%. I'm on every, awesome. site, every single day. Mm-hmm. I like it. You got plans on the wall behind you and bags in the truck. Bags in the truck. Yeah, bags in the truck. I actually put the bags on today. It's been a while, but I put them on today. We were doing some layout on a, a small addition. We're adding mm-hmm. on 500 feet, and um, guys had some questions, and I was like, give me your tape. I was like, forget it. I'll be right back. Bags on, let's roll. <laughs> and I, hey, listen, I didn't bang nails all day. I, I left after an hour. But, um, yeah, they're still in the truck. I love to yeah. hear that you're not above any project. I feel like a lot of people get to this point where they're – I've seen some of the houses you build. They're phenomenal. But they get to that point, and they just completely shut down anything else. Small ADUs, things like that, and it's like yep. it, it all pays. It, it all pays the thing. It's all work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's how it is. And for us, I started building the company bigger and bigger, especially we have some big monster houses, right? So you want the crew, but then, you know, that house is closing up and how do we keep them busy? Wait, let's, let's bang out an ADU. Let's do an addition. Let's do something. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just keep that ball rolling. You create a machine really. It just keeps on rolling. Yeah. I don't think anybody is above any work right now. So no. that, I think that's a key takeaway right there. 
Consider yep. you did start in 2008 as well. Yep. Yep. Bags on me and a guy. That was it. We were doing dishes, man. We were hand digging them. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, work. I remember working late with the lights on, trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. So that's how we started. Two guys. Yeah, the best you know, of what you have. That's it. Got to grind it out. Let's segue into it. People are itching for this. Are you currently seeing any uh, recession signals in your market or what, what are you seeing, Jamie? Yeah. So I'm seeing the big one actually at the talk this morning um, is uh, a lot more for sale signs. So mm. they're lasting. We're, so we're in San Francisco Bay Area, California, obviously. And the whole, whole country's hot, right? Real estate. Sign goes up. Next day, sign goes down. Yeah. That offers, you know, 30%. Not anymore. Now there's three signs on every other street and they're sitting. So that's telling mm-hmm. me house prices are going to take a little bit of a hit. Uh, some of my subs are kind of hitting me with some stuff like uh, like a concrete pumper. Hey, man, um, I'll take all your concrete, all your concrete work right now. It's a little slow. So if the, if the front end guys are slow, that's telling me something, right? Those guys, they need a lot of volume. They haven't yeah. asked me for any work in a minute, and all of a sudden they're asking. So it's still busy. Guys are okay, but it's definitely slowing down. Lumber yards are seeing it. So it's, it's mm. happening. It's happening right now. Yeah, that's one thing that I want us to jump into here in a little bit in the episode is some of the, uh, the lumber yard and suppliers and how that's affecting businesses. Yeah, that's one question that a lot of people were asking through the community on, on housing prices. But uh, I'm, I'm up here in the Bay Area. Um, I don't really see that much uh, living in the city. I'm sure it's a little bit different where you are, Jamie, but uh, it definitely seems. Well, actually, maybe I take some of that back. Uh, we're, we're kind of apartment hunting right now. And what I do see is there's a little bit more inventory and things are sitting a little bit longer now yep. that I actually think about it. Yeah. Yep. It's going to swing to the buyer's advantage. And, that's, mm-hmm. you know, what that means. Interest rates are rising. I'm starting. I had um, this recently, this last week, I had three projects. They didn't get rid of us, but they're just like, you know what? We're going to wait till the winter and kind of see you. Your guys' prices mm-hmm. are real high right now. Everybody's kind of reluctant to because It's still busy. And plus in the middle of summer, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's busy for us. But I haven't had people curb it. They're just like, we want you now. We'll pay you now. Let's go. And people are like, you know what? We're going to wait till the dust settles. We want to see what's going on. So three projects got kicked. And that oh, was wow. Just, yep, that was weekly. Not major homes, nothing like that. But I mean, we'll do a landscape job for 150, 200 grand. And they're just like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to wait. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's what's happening. I'm seeing it. Let's bridge into that. Um, how are you thinking about managing those backlogs of pro, uh, like projects? You were just talking about this. Are you relying on those current commitments or are you proactively lining up work in case some things fall so, through or where's your head yes, at? So I take everything all the time. Um, and that's just my strategy. That's not for everybody else. I'm kind of a cowboy, but I'll, I'll grind it out, stay in the field. Um, I'll try to pick up more guys if we need it. And I've just learned that Negotiations, especially for the whales, the big, you know, big customs, they'll take a while. A lot of back and forth, a lot of value engineering, right? So you got to take infill and things happen, right? You can't get something, can't get material, can't get windows. That's a big one right now, right? I got oh, houses sitting, I got houses sitting frames, right? Like, we can't do siding, can't do sheetrock. I mean, yep. I was like, man, are we just getting better? Why are we crushing these? Oh, yeah, there's no windows. <laughs> so that's a big deal. So I got to keep an inflow of work and just, I just keep it coming because things get pushed. You get a start date. Someone's like, hey, you know what? We're going to start after vacation. Or, hey, you know what? My mom got sick. Oh, hey, we got COVID. We want you guys to start. So I just keep it coming. Mm-hmm. That's just how I do it. I just keep as much coming as I can and make it not, happen. Not to talk about myself, but just to relate to you. In the beginning of the year, I lined everything up. I, I thought I was set. Like, we, we had the year booked out. Everything was good. And holy shit, one thing after another. Delay here. Delay here. This happened. Permits slowed down. And everything stacked like quarter three quarter four and yep. like we're, we're buried which yep. is a it's a great thing to have but man, it is. 
you, it's a slip, it is a slippery slope. I mean, you have too much work is bad, but exactly. Not bad, no work. Rather have too much lined up and just hey, we got to push you off a little bit than just yeah. not have anything at all. Exactly. So I, I like that attitude. Jamie, you're doing a lot of different uh, projects, new construction, remodels. You talked about paving stuff, uh, landscaping. Um, are, are you diversifying your projects right now or are you seeing things are kind of leaning towards a little bit different market? Uh, for us, I mean, we've made it to kind of established high-end home builder. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the homes that we're doing take a year, maybe two. They're kind of monsters, right? Like big time stuff. Those are kind of the kind of leap perception or mm-hmm. recession, excuse me. But um I just basically take whatever we can make money at. I mean, mm-hmm. if I can, like for a land, a land we just banged out about 90,000 on a, on a front yard landscape. Just crushed mm-hmm. for three weeks. So the guys there, wow. demo with tractors, put it in. Boom, boom, do it. You know, I'll take whatever. <laughs> so you're, you're basically just, you're, you're going for it. If they've got cash, you're there. If it's, yeah, if it's a good project, it's all high end stuff. It's like, it's nice stuff. And I was just going in. Yeah, no, you're not just putting in some shitty little deck. It's, no. it's nice stuff. It's nice stuff, but it's stuff. It's money, money. I mean, there's margins. There's actually better margins than putting pavers in than a lot of things. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Are you, you guys I mean, use the same equipment for doing foundations and stuff as you do for. Got the tractors or paid for them. Might as well work them. Yeah. yeah. No, down, downtime is never good. Nope. Nope. I didn't realize how much stuff you guys were self-performing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a lot. So that's, I mean, that's, you know, it's not, it sounds glorious, but that's a different model, right? You know, because you still have to manage it. You're still in the office, you're still bidding, you're still chasing change mm-hmm. orders. That, that's all there. But now you have equipment that breaks down trucks that break trucks, right? Yeah. Um, guys, hey, what are we doing tomorrow? When you start doing smaller jobs, you're moving a lot. So now you need leadership that knows what they're doing. And then you have no, like, there's not specialty guys. Sean Van Dyke probably hates that I do this, right? He was think boring specialty, which I agree, that's the moneymaker. But for me, my specialty is residential. Anything yeah. residential, I'll do it. So mm-hmm. that's the much. house we're in. We're in. We're in. You know, <laughs> I, take I like that. Not, not to go too far off in left field, but what? Like, I'm curious your your whole workforce. You have obviously people that know foundations. You have people that know framing. Do you have those specialty people that only want to do one thing, or does ever is everybody pretty well diversified? All, every, yeah, they all want it's California. Everybody wants to work. Right, yeah. you know, since the rent is the gas, absolutely. Is, right, so we all got to work. I mean, so they'll do whatever. I mean, but I got my guys within the group. You know, I got six or eight of them that are really good at framing. You yeah, know? a lot of guys. Yeah, foundation is really so scary for everybody. It's actually carpentry. We frame exactly. the foundation and we pour concrete mm-hmm. or place whatever you guys want. You know, but yeah. um, so you know what I mean. But I, I have some guys that just want to drive the tractor. That's for sure. You know, but with this kind of with this thirty guys, you have to have a full time driver. I have full time painting crew. I run six painters because do we're putting really? a lot of. I swear to God, and they're rad too. So if you guys need a painting contractor, call me. Oh, but, um, <laughs> no, but that, but I just learned that the hard way. We're in there, we're running trim, right? And then you get a painting contractor that they kind of do a you know, crappy job and change orders. And they don't want to come back and finish touch up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start. I hired one painter and then we got more work. Hey, I got a buddy. Cool. Bring him on. And that's here we are. I have, I have a question about this because we were just at, at PCBC yesterday um, or two days ago. Sorry. And we were talking with a high-end builder from, I believe it was San Diego area. And she's basically saying like, hey, right now we have subcontractors that come in and do all of our finished carpentry. We want to bring them in-house. And the whole reason for that was because of timeline. So you basically just said that you hired on these painters. Did you do that to cut costs down and save more? Or did you do it for a timeline thing? That's a good question. So I got, I did it for more of the control than the money. I don't make them, I don't go out and run like, hey, we're doing a painting. I don't do that. We want to paint yeah. our own stuff. I mean, unless we're slow. And my old clients like, can you make my house again? So we'll do that. 
but I don't really make a ton of money on paint. I make money on them. It's not a losing proposition, but yeah, there's more there for I have total control of the project. Or if I need to pull my carpenters out of somebody like that, I can put the painters in there and we're still, Verdure is still there. The project's still rolling forward and they so, help protect product. They help clean. They do a lot of things. They're painters, you know, so there's a lot to building a custom home. That quality's there. That's what we were talking about. I believe it was Tuesday. They were basically saying like they have no control over the scheduling. So they'll have six or seven projects going and they can't get anybody in to finish. Can't get the subs in. It's my biggest problem today. We don't self-perform tile. So tile guys didn't show up today. Homeowners got cranky because we showed up and crushed the whole job. And the last 10% when they need to finish, it's actually that landscape job. It's the pavers out front. Not pavers, but the, uh, they're doing some tile stuff over the concrete. Okay. But we're not, we're not doing that. I'm talking about self-perform, but that's now they're cranky. Just like that. And I told my foreman, I was like, Guess we're bringing Thailand house. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really selfish, but like relying on people sucks. It's, it's brutal. And it's then brutal. especially right now, there's so much going on, and everybody's and they're buried too. They're so upside down. I mean, exactly. You know, I ruined some of my subs. Right? It's like, hey, you want to work for me? Cool. Well, you got three man electrical team. Well, guess what? I got six thousand in the stack. You know, so they they have their other clients, right? So it's a uh, they gotta be careful. Yeah, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. tough. So, so. There, there's kind of another thing that people are, let's say, tripping out on just a bit. And that, that's the whole cash is king thing. And right now, it's you have people that are fighting to get money. With a recession, I'd say fairly close, everybody's hurting. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're taking on as much as possible. They're trying to make as much as possible. How are you thinking about that cash flow or like the, the financial side of construction in general? And do you anticipate the market slowing down? I was going to slow down. It's going to slow down. I mean, it's just, I mean, you got to make yourself recession proof. You just got to be the guy. You got to be good. You got to do what you say you're going to do. You know, so when, and uh, when, when you say recession proof, I, I've said it for a while now, but diversifying your skill set and being able to do multiple different things. That's, you're, that's you're, now. you're saying you're doing kitchens, you're doing baths. What do you think is going to slow down? Is it going to be the new construction building? New construction, super high end? No, because they just have money. They have money, right? So they're good there. You're going to see in our area, I mean, we're in the Silicon Valley, right? So you, they got cash too. They'll still, you're, you're going to do it for less. They're going to have more, more contractors to pick from, but they're still going to do their remodels. Windows are still going to leak. They're going to want air conditioning units, things like that, right? Fix their driveways, new kitchens, big time. You know, those yeah. are going to be here all day. Little additions, their kids are getting big. That's not going to go away. It'll get probably more competitive. You know, I think the, the, the market's going to get hit is your mid-range home, your entry-level home, which out here is still pretty decent money. But the guys right now who are scraping to get, you know, borrow a million bucks to build that million dollar home, guess yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Interest rates are climbing. They're not qualifying. You know, banks are tightening up. So you're going to see that that mid-range is really going to go, you know, where a lot of guys who are probably trying to get into that market aren't going to be able to get there. So, yeah. So are, are there any expenses right now? I, I know you mentioned the, the whole painting thing, but are there any expenses you're trimming up right now or watching the closest as far as like going over budget? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, we do so much. It's, uh, you watch everything, you know, it's really your leadership is what it is. It makes sure, you know, you don't want your, your, you get so many guys, right? You run the, you know, six to a $9,000 day payroll. Imagine if you forgot something or you didn't get the lumber on site and you got, you got 12 guys cleaning that day. Well, guess what? You just clean the job for 3,500. You know, so it's your management is staying ahead of them. That's why I spend so much time in the field. I don't have my notes. If I show you my notes today, they're three pages long of me writing in the truck. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Just constantly think, thinking of everybody. And it's hard. And it's, I'm a micromanager, right? It'll probably be ADD. I bounce around a lot. And I'm just into it. It's what I do. But mm-hmm. you got to stay on top of it. It gets away from one or two days. is The payroll murder you. So it's not mm-hmm. even so much about the subcontractors that you're hiring or anything like that. It's just having such a high cost of doing business that 
a day messes you up. I got four trucks on the road at seven dollars a gallon, plus two tractors with great all, right? Just your gas, you know, is eating hard. So I get down to like this, like, okay, we have our driver. It says next Teddy. So he's probably watching this up, Teddy. But um, <laughs> but it's like, hey, let's think about this. If you gotta pick something up in the city, then you gotta be down to San Jose, but then you gotta be over to here. Let's think about your route. Let's not bounce twice back in here and this and that. Let's think yeah. a little bit, because that costs your wage, plus my gas, plus wear and tear. Those are the things you start trimming up. Plus orders being tight, no mistakes, right? Oops, mm-hmm. forgot that. Let's open up some drywall and fix that. We all been there. Yeah. Right. So that's the thinking, right? Let's not be boneheads. That's the biggest tighten up. The F ups, you know, hey boss, I got this beam wrong. Did you mean to? No. I don't give a shit. Buy another one. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Doesn't bother me. We mess we messed up some plumbing. I probably should show it on Instagram, but I don't want to my homeowners to know. But <laughs> 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 But it happens. It was an honest mistake. We just missed the layout. And I'm breaking out concrete. And I'll fix it. I didn't yell yeah. at anybody or fire anybody. It's like, dude, you tried. That was a good try. I'm letting you. I didn't catch it either. I walked that job six times. I didn't notice it was off. That, so, that's pretty interesting to know. I would think it would be more of the trade side of things, but it's not even that. It's the whole process as a, as a whole. Nope. It's the logistics. Yeah. You know? Because you got the bids. The bids are right. If you're paying, you get money. Yeah. If you're getting, I don't know where he's getting for a frame. Let's just try to 25 bucks a foot to frame. You know, you should be able to make money at that. But if, absolutely. But if you're cutting everything twice and you're misordering and you don't have the material on site and the guys are there or there's not proper leadership and layout, well, that's 25 yeah. bucks. Garbage. 25 bucks is garbage. I mean, yeah. you're not making any money. So, you know, some really efficient guys on Instagram. It's fun to watch them. Every, everybody's leaning up right now, Jamie. What, what would you say the biggest piece of advice is for people? Um, just leaning up. I mean, I just depends. I guess it depends on your business model. So if you're if you're like a you know paper guy, or I mean, I guess a lot of guys in this demographic are probably more hands-on guys. I would imagine. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just it's just being smart, and I think a lot of guys are just be well thought out. And I'm actually probably more loose than a lot of guys on here. You know, as far as throwing a number at it, taking you know bidding it too quickly at a time, right? Because I got so much going. You know, missing things, but I kind of take it in stride and kind of make up for it in other areas and. Kind of my business model probably probably make some guys sick, <laughs> but you know um, I don't think there's one thing that works for anybody. It's, it's organization is the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Being efficient. But with, with yeah. that being said, I'm kind of curious. With with everything that's going on, are you hiring still? Or I'm always hiring, always. So I'll right always, right I'll, now, I will always try you out. Okay. With 30 guys, you have a revolving door at the bottom. So many 30, like, there's guys that come and go. It's like, they come in, and, they, and they're all referrals. I don't have an ad anywhere. Like, some guys will shoot me, and they're somebody online. And I don't really pay much attention to it, but it's like, you just say, hey, I got a buddy. He's pretty good. Bring him on. Let's try him out. Yeah. And let's like, talk to him. Hey, you know, what do you do? What's your How much money do you want? You know, where are you at? If somebody mm-hmm. comes in with a, with a high dollar, you know, like, they want 90000 100000 a year, okay. Probably start them a little low and be like, give me a week. Let me see what you can do. You know, can you foundation? Can you frame? Can you cut crown? Can you put in cabinets? I mean, at those epsilons, you should be able to do some of those things. Yep. Or one of them, or one of them really, really well. Yep. You know, you have to. So I try them out. And guess what? I find keepers. I find good guys. My top, my top 15, 20 are good. And the rest is support. Drivers, painters, labor, you know? Yeah. So you're, you're not seeing so much a shift with the high end people. It's, it's the, the bottom of the barrel. They kind of come and go. They come and go. They want to try out. They want to get into it, and then they find out. You know, especially the bottom bottom. They find out it really works. Yeah. Go, whoa. whoa. <laughs> you know. So Starbucks, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. As a business owner, Jamie, um, you 
probably have uh, your finger on the pulse pretty well on just how your team's kind of reacting with uh, what's going on in the market. What are the top things that they're worried about? Well, everybody wants more money. I mean, you start paying that kind of gas um, and you start, you know, and, you know, landlords are raising rent a little bit, right? Yeah. Everybody's, everything's creeping. Steaks are 30 bucks. <laughs> I mean, geez. You know, so guys are asking for more money and it's, you know, my life, my lifers, you know, the Verdura, call them the Verdura shirts, right? The guys that are at the top, they've been here five years, 10 years, right? Those guys, you know, we, we, they get raises and they work, we get deals and we start talking about other ways to get you to make some more money or maybe they get a truck and they get gas and they get a phone, things like that, you know, but um, it's only right now with it slamming and banging and we got the work, it's okay to give some raises here and there. But if this thing's the break fit, what's going to happen is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's good for guys like me because now I have access to more tradesmen who are looking for work. We're going to start getting real competitive, right? And if they're better, I'm going to bring them on, you know, not necessarily going to fire people, but they're going to work for cheaper. And you're going to start seeing yeah. who's who, you know, that's what's going to change. It's actually good for the guys that are, you know, the employers mm-hmm. where you have better access to better tradesmen and women, you know, so. You know, I, I saw this recently and I was, I was actually talking to my uncle. He, he was a contractor way back when um, he just retired last year, but he was basically telling me that 2008, he saw quite a bit go on. And what, what he noticed was that some subcontractors were overpricing the hell out of things. And basically, like you just said, when, when stuff does start to come back down and everybody's back on, on ground level, those that bid 40%, 50% higher, just hoping that it, it would stick, you're, you're not going to go back to them. And no. as, is that something that you've seen as well? Are you? I've, we're just we're just getting into this new construction thing. We're we're transitioning from a subcontractor to a full blown GC, and it's been tough. I'm yeah. running through these quotes from people, and I'm thinking, "Holy shit, you're at thirty thousand, and he's at sixty two. Like, what in the hell happened there?" Yep, that's yeah, that's that's a big that's tough. So I should put things up a bit harder, but I get in with my guys that I've known and I trust. Yeah, like, I'll just I just go like, all right, this electric this electric looks like sixty grand, and I'll yeah. put it in the bid, you know, and then hopefully he comes in at fifty five, whatever, you know, and it's, yeah. it's all good. But when I put I just put a job out I really wanted, so I put it to bid. My spread was sixty to one hundred thirty on electrical between the different trades between the different Holy uh, shit. subs. Yeah, I was like, damn. damn. But I, I called him. I'm cool. It's just a bid, so I'm like, shit. I'm like, hey, what'd you miss, dude? <laughs> you know, he's like, no, I'm good. That's all good. I know. I love him. You know, I'm just, I'm like, all right, well. I'm going to put 90 just in case. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crap. I'm telling you. So I'm not, that's part of their busy. And that's, and I think that's why my clients, the clients are getting back some heavy bids. And they're just like, you know what? The people that are hiring us at this big level, especially in the Bay Area, they're, they're, they're not stupid. So they're, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they're just getting these wing numbers out. And they're like, yeah, I'll wait till the winner and see how these guys are doing. Yeah. And that's a smart. I tell them straight up. That's smart. Good job. Because if I'm hungry, I'm going to give you a better deal, right? Yeah. That's how it goes. But we try to keep it even. That's, a, that's, that's another thing about staying busy, staying recession-proof is like always even keeled, you know? Always a fair price. You charge. I mean, charge, get paid. That's for sure. But yeah. don't gouge just because I'm working on a different street, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about that, Jamie. Uh, as the labor market starts to shuffle around, um, are you planning on growing headcount? I think you were alluding to this earlier. 
on, you know, bringing some guys on if the opportunity is right and there's some reshuffling of the market. But are you seeing this as an opportunity to pick up talent and grow headcount? Or it's, it's uh, right now I'm in a position that I can because I have to sign contracts. We're waiting on permits, so I'm going to mm-hmm. see and they're funded. So I'm going to see three or four new custom homes starting in the summer and then through the new year. Wow. So I'm so I'm golden on what I can do. And then I'm still out. So I got a call the other day. Hey, my neighbor wants some favors done. Who can you recommend? I'll, I'll be by tomorrow. <laughs> so I, right. But it's a banger. It's $25 a foot. Mm-hmm. And two of my guys can go do it in four days. And why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It keeps them busy. Yeah. It keeps so, them busy and pads your pocket a bit. Why not? It. Plus you're doing business in town. You're on about, you know, trucks are there. The guys are nice. We do a nice job. It's pretty. Boom. Get another one. I think one thing that a lot of people are thinking about right now is how are how should we start incentivizing our people to stick around uh, during some of these uh, times with the market fluctuations? How are you thinking about that? Any new well, advice right you there? Gotta you got to pay him. You got to pay him. If you got a guy who's worth the money, you got to pay him. If one of your good guys, you're paying him top dollars. I don't want to spend a bunch of dollars on here, but yeah. if you, if you're paying a guy well and he's worth it and he comes to you and he it, it, it's a good, I mean, the biggest thing is a work environment, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. You guys, yeah, it's, it's not easy being a boss and this and that and creating that environment. They want to come to work with you all the time. That's the, that's the number one thing. They got to want to work. Work sucks. Dude, I own the team and I don't want to be there on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess work, right? They wouldn't pay you if it was, if it was super cool. I love um, that. Most people act like it's just the greatest thing in the world. Oh, dude, no, no romantic. It's, like I said, it's supposed <laughs> to be perfect. It's supposed to be perfect. I tell the homeowners that. That's a good builder. I'm a good builder. We're both going to make it look like the picture. We're both going to make it perfect. Who do you want to work with, though? Yeah. Who do you get along with? Who do you want in your house around your kids? That's that's what I tell them. I mean, it's the truth. It's an easy sale, you know? So, But um, keeping the guys' environment is the biggest one. Money, too. I mean, if one of my guys is like, hey, these guys are offering me this. Now, question is this. If they're offering you $10 more an hour, how long is that going to be? Is it for a job? Right? Because I keep my guys going 52 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Every year since I've been in business. There's no, there's no, oh, it's raining this and that. We always have inside work. We always got something to go do. So, so that, that, ten, that $10 an hour for a three-month project might sound great, but. That's it. That's it. And listen, and I've had guys that I really, really like that really, really have to go take a side job for a month of this and that. And you're like, you know what? You're a great dude. I trust you. I love you. Come back. And after this being in the business this long, they come back and it's all good. I don't yeah. think this. I've turned out contractors. I got three guys who made contractor under me. It's like I have a black belt in a, in a dojo. Hell yeah. yeah. Guess what? We still talk all the time. One of them is actually working for me today, driving a tractor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it is. And guess what? They get jobs and they need help. Kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, can you guys come put some steel in for me? Absolutely. I've got the manpower. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a cool roundabout way. It takes a little while to get there and not be, you know, be upset about guys quitting and this and that. But the work's always going to be here. And if you have a good relationship with a good guy, he'll come back. They come back in, uh, in, yeah. one, in one way or another. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they might be your stub. They might throw you something, whatever it may be. This is, yeah, or, yeah. this is exactly what Marcus Gores from Gores Construction was talking about, the guy out in Oregon. A lot of what he talks about, it, there's this kind of like notion, uh, especially in construction, just around like training people. People are very fearful if you like you train them, then they're going to go work for someone else. And you just spent all this money and time and effort and everything. But one thing, and maybe Jamie, you might kind of resonate with this, but Marcus has brought up on our one of our podcasts is like, great, we'll train them. They could be damn good subs for us someday. Exactly. I tell them straight up, I'm going to make you a partner or a competitor. You might as well stick with me for a while. Mm-hmm. Stick I with me that. for a while. That's it. And you train them. I tell them, hey, if you're good and you're going to, I'll teach you how to read the plans. I'll teach you how to do my takeoffs. I'll show you how I bid, whatever you want. 
and you can go compete against me, or you could be my partner one day, or you can take a you run a crew, or you can once you know so, or get paid really well and just be mm -hmm. a PM or a foreman, you know. But yeah, I'm training you. No wonder people stick with you. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the environment's the biggest thing, but I pay. Uh -huh. Also, I pay. I pay the guys. You pay. I pay. They think it's not enough, but I think it's enough. So our. It's never enough. It's never enough. Oh, you're right. It's never enough. <laughs> Jamie, one last question kind of around the workforce stuff. I want to dive into this. Um, you know, some people are shook more on the trade side. Uh, they're shook. They're, they're not sure if they're going to have their job or if they're going to get laid off. And, um, you know, we did have some questions that came through the community and everything. But as a business owner, how are you uh, managing the team's morale and mental health uh, during this recession that's either currently going on right now or is right around the corner. We're not there yet. It's almost there. Yeah, it's, it's just starting. It's just, it's, it's, it's just the inkling. People start freaking out a little bit. But um, no, um, basically, I mean, the morale is good. It's just it's just the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, being cool and having cool guys, keep the guys working together. We like each other within the group. That's a big deal. But um, I mean, for me, I just love them at work. Like I just, as long as they know that we got work and the pipeline's full, they don't even need to worry. I was just about to say that I'm sure if they they saw you show up and you're talking like shit, man, like well, things are slowing down, like that's <laughs> when the fear would start. That, yeah, that's exactly. when it would really trip them out. And I'm just like, hurry up, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next. Yeah. See, this yeah. is why I thought Jamie was going to be a perfect person to talk about this recession stuff. Because the last thing that I would want to do is bring on some Debbie Downer. Like, yeah, I don't care. I don't. I don't even care if like the market crash. Even me, like yeah. I run my own business more on the software side. But yeah. even during some of these times, I'm not going to like have my tail between my legs. I'm going to do whatever we need to do yeah. to grind push it out. through it. Exactly. Yeah. From the laborer to the business owner. I mean, everybody gets freaked out, right? You got that, you're laying in bed, you're like, shit, what if this happens? What if that happens? Listen, we've made it this far in life, all right? We're still here. So no, I'm, just grind it out. I'm going to go to work. Hey, it gets so slow. Guess who's bagging it on tomorrow? I mean, I'm going to work. I guess there's no, nothing to shit. I'll be ripping papers out too. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not going to feed your kids or you're not going to, yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to go cry? I mean, Matt and I were talking about this earlier. I think the anticipation eats people up more than the actual reality sometimes. 100%. It's, it's the line to the roller coaster. It's not the actual roller coaster. Yeah. They yeah. say that that mental stress puts you through it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 20, 2020, I, I framed a house for this custom home builder here locally, and he was he was staffed up pretty well. COVID hit, and he laid off everybody. And I Looking back, it was the dumbest thing that happened because <laughs> yeah, the, market, so the market rallied. Raged. Yep, yep. I gave. I, I remember we had a big speech at all the guys in front of my house. I was like, "Listen, unemployment's here. Whatever you guys want to do, whoever wants to work, I'll work you. Whoever doesn't want to work, I won't." And I don't think we were like twenty guys then or eighteen. And uh, you know, everybody was real scared. You know, but two guys stayed to work. And we worked them for that six eight weeks, and then guys started trickling back in. They realized they didn't want to be at home. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, then we stopped up because it just went crazy. Dude, the, the market did a complete... So, like, that's why I, I say the, the bullshit about stressing over a recession is, like, 2020 when the market dipped a bit, I'm thinking, holy shit, like, I remember going to the store, like, stocking up on food, like, it's about to get rough. Yeah, <laughs> no, we all thought that. We're all like, oh, man. Here, toilet right, paper. Yeah, I was checking, I was checking on two guys. Yeah, I had the raddest garden on the block, man. That's all I did for six weeks was plant corn. <laughs> Good God. 
Yeah, two years later, the market just raged the whole entire time. Yeah, I don't. Would have I don't never think, predicted that. that. That builder never picked back up either, which is crazy because it was like such a such a good time to elevate and grow. Yeah. And that, well, that's, that was, that's actually that's actually something that brings me like something to think about is like a lot of guys like older guys, right? Um, it kind of keeps younger guys from starting, and it keeps, it pushes older guys out. Like if this recession starts to just really come. You're 60 year old, you're 58, 64. Those old contractors who are thinking about getting out, they're gonna leave. They're not gonna want to struggle through the bullshit. No, they've been through this shit before. They're they're done. They're done. But that opens the gap up. So those guys, like, you ask the question about should you start now? Is it a good time? Yeah, it's always a good time. If you're an entrepreneur and you have the spirit, if you want to go fight it out and just try it, you can always go work for somebody else. There's always something to do. If you if you have any to try it, try it, do it. Because you'd be surprised. These older guys be like, "This is my last house. I'm not dealing with this crap anymore." Well, guess what? They're still that client. There might be less of them, but the market opens up. I it's not a whole hell of a lot of guys that. Up. I mean, it's true. I never that's- thought about that before, but it makes so much sense that as th- these guys that have been through it, these guys that have been in it, like my uncle just retired and it, I know it was because it's like, you know, two, 2008 sucked, 2000 <laughs> yeah. sucked. Like, yeah. why, why do it to yourself over and over and over again? Yep. Like, you've been through yep. enough cycles, get out. That yep. makes perfect sense though. And that's that's a really key takeaway from this is like, even though the market might go to shit, there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Yeah, like yeah there's a good opportunity to start building that foundation. And once the things start picking back up, then you have the systems and the operations in place to really uh, harness exactly. that. Hey, you're going to mess stuff up. Like, look, if I was just so slow, I'm a kid, right? I'm really, whatever, 20, 24, 25, I'm just starting out. And I take off an addition and I've never done a foundation. I could do Just land a YouTube, man, Instagram. You can learn that stuff on a weekend. Give it a try. If you screw it up, and you, if you only make wage, whatever. I mean, what's the worst? Unless you, you know, just, I guess, I'll have to tear it out. I guess that would suck. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, just try Dude, some stuff. Fully, get after it. Fully transparent. This has been a head dive for me. Like, I, we dove in head first, just like. So I, I work. For, I work for my pops. You know that. Um, yeah. I've been with him for years now, but he's always done the subcontracting thing. It was just framing. It was just foundations. And I got to a point where I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, we need more. We need to take on more. Like, we're not staying busy enough. So that's what I started doing. I was like, let's let's get in deep. Let's let's start taking whole ass houses. We'll figure it out. And I mean, it, it's it's gone well for the last couple of years. And it's like there there's no major issues, but shit, I've had multiple times where I'm like, we're we're gonna pay wages and there's nothing on top. But yeah. we're we're gonna pull I mean, through it, and it's a learning curve. Like I'm not doing shit. I can do a test and do a page, and it's the shit we got this year. <laughs> I had to repaint a Corvette because we got an overspranded, all right? So it, no shit. Dude, I said water lines. I'm talking like fire hydrants. I've had a fire. Not this year, but like way back when I first started out. I mean, I've been through. I thought <laughs> I, hit a, I hit a fire hydrant. And then that night on another job, a fire started. And so from you know those little dome skylight things? Yeah. The sun, they figured out the sun came through on a weird angle and caught some insulation with some weird shit on fire. Dude, and I thought between those that 24 hours, I was like, huh. I was like 28. I was like, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> this is not it for me, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm done, dude. I didn't sleep. I was like, I'm done. But can't fast forward. Wow, that was 15 years. Then he's like, still here. Still here. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. If you, can, if you can weather the storm of overspray on a Corvette, a fire, dude. and a fire hydrant, man, you I, can I pretty can much handle that. anything. <laughs> when you got 30 guys with 10 jobs wide open, you should be surprised at the shenanigans that happen. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. What year was the Corvette? Was it new? The Corvette was uh, was probably a twenty. I want to say it was like a twelve or fifteen. Mm. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. It wasn't uh, it wasn't brand brand new. 
but it was just in his driveway and we just got we were painting the house it was windy i was like hey oh no oh no listen here's the story all right so we paint, we're painting one house the wind blows we get some motion on the fence a little bit on the house right this is the week before so this is right and i'm like no problem guys you guys gotta lock it up you can't do that shit can't spray in the wind okay boss okay boss cool we cleaned it up this and that we go to the next house right corvette's out front i was like hey make sure we cover the cars with overspray we put the plastic over the goddamn Corvette. The plastic burns the paint on the Corvette. Oh, shit. It's like the water got on it, and then the sun hit it, and it burned all the paint on the Corvette. So, yeah, we had to take that in and paint the whole Corvette. It wasn't uh, on the spray on the Corvette. But, I mean, I was kind of mad on that one. But, it was again, they were trying, though. They were like, hey, we're going to cover this thing with plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, fun. That, was this, that was this year that happened. That was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Some good ones. So I, I just had a conversation with someone today about this. Um, and I, I think there's a couple ways that you could take it. And I do think it's kind of smart. Um, but let's say that some of your subs start going under. Um, terrible thing to say. But would you move towards self-performing the work that you have them do? Would you hire on? And it's not, not necessarily to make money, but just to keep things flowing. Is that something you thought about? I know you said it with the painter. Like, it makes perfect sense. I bought tractors because my tractor guy pissed me off on a dig. When I was 28, my first house. Oh shit! Swear to God, they were they were, they were change ordering me. Oh, there's tree stumps. Da, 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 da. And then the backfill contract issues. And I was yeah, my first one. 50 degree slope, dude. 18 foot retaining walls. Talk about breaking one off. I cried on that job, dude. My tears. <laughs> that was that was a rough one. Learned a lot. Talk about making wage too, by the way. If I don't even know if I made that, I didn't want to know. But anyways, but that day I was like, what? You guys, go buy my own tractor. So that's what I did. And uh, I'm a little bit of plumbing right now because my plumber this year kind of kind of got me. And it's just, and it's just, he's in it, and he's actually a friend of mine, like a long time vet with me. He's just inundated. He got way behind on stuff and just bit off more than he can true, chew, excuse me, and then um, just committed to some stuff and it couldn't get to me. At least he didn't just start him and bounce because that was the worst. But then it just caught me. You know, I was using his numbers to bid and then the market's changing. So yeah, I'm just looking at my form. I go, looks like we're going to be plumbers. I mean, <laughs> I swear. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I think about it all the time. That's a safe one to, I mean, it, it makes sense. It really does. The more you can self-perform, I think the better off you'll be. And it, it really, it's not a money thing. It comes down to relying on people. And when you have, you have majority of these people are owner operator. You have seven different trades in there that you, you can't control their home life or their, their workflow nope. or how much they have going on. Nope. Nope. So, That's a big problem. To, you to lose a guy decides to take a break halfway through Hey, I'm going on vacation, or hey, you know, whatever. My wife managed, like you said, or whatever. And they just decide not to come back. What do you do? You got a house that's half done? You can't even get a new guy in there at that point. No one's yeah. going to touch that. What yeah. are you going to do? It's and not how to happen. Yeah. If they do, that price is going to the freaking moon. Oh, yeah. You better up tearing it out. Let them do it. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, now we trust me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I self perform because then I have at least, I have control of my men. Yeah. You know, that makes so. sense. So how, how are you, this, this kind of goes along with like lumber and suppliers, but how are you assessing the business health of like your, your main suppliers? I know you said windows are a pain in the ass right now. Yeah. Windows are bad. Yeah. Like Marvin's and uh, like all the high end, you know, uh, clad and, and, um, planting aluminum are like 27 to 30 weeks out. Holy shit. Which is crazy long. You know, you can frame a house pretty quick. Right. So that's yeah. crazy. So now what sucks though, you're, you're, we're forced to order windows early. I'm talking before you even, you know, putting the foundations in. So now, and some of the stuff we're doing that's crazy engineering on it, right? Big steel moment frames and stuff. So yeah. does it really, it looks like on paper it works, but does it really in the field? And so you're, you're telling me that you're not doing any window change orders? 
Yeah, right. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. You know, I spent more time like we're I got like we're, we're snapping stuff out to make sure this moment frame with this nailer and this shear wall, right? And this size window because they're maxing that out. Yeah. Shit. And guess what? That's an eight thousand dollar window. So you mess that up. Never mind handling and putting it in, but you ordered it wrong. You're really eating that. Yeah. That was a lot of pressure. But I can't have a job fit for six months. Everybody in town to think I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a, that's the pressure there. Um, supply chain there, our windows are brutal right now. They're, they're pretty bad. And then, you know, and then finished stuff like appliances and stuff are, are, are mealy today. So they told me a dishwasher's out 18 months. I was like, guess I'm switching that brand. Holy shit. Oh my God. Yep. Mealy dish, high and dishwasher 18 months right now. So. What's the, what's the reason behind all this? Like, is there a solid answer? Cause I've heard 17 different things. Run around same shit. So basically COVID, they couldn't restaff. And it's, you know what it is? is that's why, that's why the rates, they're cooling the market off. They're cooling the economy off. There's too much demand. Construction, boom. I mean, guys in the middle of the country who are never busy are slammed, right? Yeah. So it's just, the demand's huge. And then you just have products, you know, supply chain stuff. I guess you stick a chip or you get chips stuck in the middle of the canal, ruins the whole world. You know, I don't know, but. <laughs> That's what it is. It's been telling me. So 18 months is brutal, though. I mean, 18 months is terrible. You could have two kids in that time frame. Holy it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That costs more than a dishwasher, but then you got two of them at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> we can wash dishes. Jamie, if we were to uh, to recap how you're thinking about leveraging uh, an unstable market or a recession uh, to your advantage, what's the game plan? Suck up good employees. Just take a take take for me to take as much work as I can, right? Any day the company would work, get the bids out, put myself in position there. Um, that takes a long time to figure that out, but you know, I got that figured out where I can get the leads from. And then you know, if guys start getting slow or other companies start going down, like and that's I guess actually even when it's busy, you get that call, right? Hey, what's up, dude? We're you know, they're East Bay guys or something, Instagram guys. Hey, I got a team of four badasses, dude. We only need to work for six weeks. What's up? I'd be like, hey, shit, throw a number at the roof. You guys can come plan that in for me. So big thing is getting the work, right? That's what everybody wants. But but it, when you're a small guy, you can only take so much work, right? You got four-man crew. You can only take a house or, or an addition Absolutely. or two, right? Because then you're not, you know, for so me, I got to a sweet spot where I can bring a machine in. It's like, you know, we can go demo this thing, get a foundation put in real quick, and then, you know, roll the joints with the plumbers roll for a week, and then move these guys over here, right? You know, it just it's all good. kind of. And you can throw bodies at things to get caught up. It's like, hey, frame all these walls huge. I'll bring 20 guys and stand them up. Yeah. You know, so it's right. So it, it gives you, I have a little more leverage that way with manpower and sucking up the work. So my game plan is get to work and now try to take advantage. If it happens, I don't know what's going to happen, but if it happens, if it's better guys floating around, bring them on. I'm so out. Lock, see, see lock the shit in and figure it out. Get the better guys. The better guys you get, the bigger you get. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know? And what were, what would you be your game plan if you're starting at zero for the guys that were uh, um, dropping in some questions on whether they should get their license or to start a start always, a company? Always get your license. Get your license. You want to get as early as you can because right now I've had my license since four, right? So now my license is deep. You know, I'm a young number. Whether I was my first couple of years though, I didn't use my license as hey, Verdure Construction or not. I was Verdure Construction, but I was still a hired gun. They're hiring me a framing. They're paying a cat, right? You write it off. So to us. Shit, wait, was that? Oh, for it's oh six or seven. Here's fifty bucks an hour cash. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. We're going with our bags and I still saw my dog in the front seat. We rolled. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have my license, so they loved it. No comp for them. That makes me real valuable, right? Like mm-hmm. I love to hire two young guys with their with their licenses and they're running. You know, it's cheaper, cheaper than having people on payroll. 
Right. You know, exactly. So, I mean, the rules kind of change in California. You got to be careful with that. They have to carry insurance and do certain percentages of it. They kind of clamp it down on a little bit, but that's what we did. But I get your license anyways, no matter what. Get your license, get the number going. You just never know. Somebody's going to call you up, your buddy's mom. I started, I started my buddy's mom's dad. They needed a tree belt or something. Can you do our living room addition? Sure. Let's go. That's how it kind of starts like that. I'll just jump into building houses. That takes a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. We asked uh, the community if there was anything that they would like to ask you. Uh, so before we close out and do our fast five, uh, we want to run, run through some of these questions. You ready? Yep. Um, so one of the questions that came in was how to defend yourself in the case of non-payment or owners that are trying to get discounts. Uh, which both will happen to you in your career. Trust me, it happens. It happens a lot. Um, so you really got to have your paperwork in order, and it's kind of like a cliche answer, but you do. You got to have a contract. You got to spell out what you're doing. You got to pre-lean. Um, I think primaries don't have to really pre-lean, but subs definitely do. Um, you got to have your paper paperwork in order. But just because you lean doesn't mean you're gonna you're they're gonna pay you, right? You have to execute a lien. You put you do the paperwork proper ten days, thirty days. You have to sue them on top of that lien. And, but, and the judge will put judgment on their house. You'll typically, you'll win. But they still don't have to pay you. They, they just can't refinance their house. They can't buy a car. They can't do this and that. So typically, no one wants to lean, so they'll pay you. But um, it happens. I've had no pays. I've had slow pays. Um, I've lost big money um, for not having my paperwork in order, verbal stuff, right, through the years. Mm-hmm. And then you find out over the years, it's, it's a certain epsilon of money that's worth fighting over. You know, uh, my level to pay, to pay an attorney 20 grand to get 30, you know, that I might not get. It's like, whatever. You might just bounce on it. You yeah, know, then, so, you're, then you're on the whole 50. Exactly. So you got, and that, that suits their own, you know, you, you don't want to get an emotional fight. You got to be a business fan, but I learned lessons over the years. We got to, just, and you're going to get, I'll, I'll get burned again. I mean, it happens contract or not. I mean, you can pierce anything. Anybody can sue you for anything. Mm-hmm. So that's, you just got, you know, it's cliche too. Try to, try to gauge your clients, try to understand who they are. Don't let them get too far ahead of you. That's probably good advice. Don't, I, I've been guilty of that. Um, you know, don't leave too much at the end of the contract for a final payment. Because if there's 20 grand sitting there, they're going to pick that house apart. I don't like this yep. stuff. I don't like this and that. Stop, 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 stop. You, you need the money, right? You got to make your pay. All right, well, just give me 16, right? That's terrible. You want to get, you know, before the punch, you leave a thousand bucks on there. Even on a million bucks, leave a thousand bucks for the punch. Yeah. You know, because they will, they will run you hard. Yeah, you got to really write your contracts correctly, understand the cash and when, when you need it, and don't leave too much. Don't let If your foundation's done, paid in full, framing, progress. Paid in full, everything. Just you get your money up front for windows and materials and doors. And they'll get, if they don't want to give it to you, make them pay. Yeah, don't get if you get they get too far ahead of you, you're in trouble. Well, it sucks. Is, is a lot of it is learning lessons because I I can totally relate with what you're going what what you're saying right now. We had an issue like that, but what we found though was that we we were building a home for a home builder locally, and this had no plans on paying. Reason yeah. being is, what are you going to do? You're going to freaking lean his house. It's his personal house. He's keeping right. this thing until he's passing it to his kids. Yeah. Like, he he had a game plan from the start. So you, you kind of have to watch yourself. That's paperwork is huge, and that's something that I've had to sit back and think. Like, oh, man, are we covered? Yeah, no, you got to You you start understanding. You, uh, uh, it's worth paying some money to a good attorney, Absolutely. writing you a contract and explaining it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then as you go through the years, you start adding things in. You're like, damn, I missed that one. Got to put this in. Yep. You know, all these things. But yeah, that's that's a big deal. But back to work with a contract. I sub too. We'll go in like those big basements and stuff. People call for basements, you know. Nice jobs. We'll go in and just do that as a sub. 
But my biggest problems have been contractors. They're notoriously, to me, I mean, no offense to the paper guys out there, but they're notoriously just always weaseling some money here. You just a couple grand. It's just like, yeah. I, I feel like that's how they make their money, but I have you know, no digs on the paper guys. But <laughs> Plenty of digs on the paper guy because they're not picking up a <laughs> shovel to dig anything anyways. <laughs> well, one of the funniest things that I've heard around discounts, uh, I don't know if it would work in this market uh, if they're, you know, we'll get less demand, but uh, if people are trying to get discounts, say, well, I could do it for more. Yeah, I've always thought that, yeah, that it was yeah. such a you funny it response. It is what it more. is. Oh, actually, it's that's an okay price. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, we're on a job right now. I just picked up a job here in Montana. We started a house. And I think really they just drop it in my lap. It's a job I did last year. I was 200 grand heavier. They still wanted me. They said, match this guy's price. yours. I said, no, my, my bid's correct. I don't have that much in it. Fast forward six months. The guy left it high and dry. They called me. And oh. guess what? I guess, hey, guess what? Job's abandoned. I take it over. And all my prices are raised because that was the bid from last year. Oh, everything's up 20%, boys and girls. And here we are. We're rolling. Hit them right in the ass. Hey, that's, you know, I gotta be honest with them. Hey, or be right. That's the final gouge. And it's not 200. If I had 200 in this, shit, I wish I could give you 200 off. That means I'm making bread. Yeah, no, if you had 200 in front there, you're doing 200. Yeah, 200, 200 of my money. The jobs will cost the same. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky in navigating the money. But yeah, paperwork's big time. Picking your clients is huge. And it's hard to see them all coming. And you get good at it. You know, I even make jokes when I first walk in. They're like, yeah, we really like thinking we're trying to figure out who you are. I go, I'm bad this evening for me to figure out who you are. You know? <laughs> I, I, I tell straight up, I just want to make sure you guys aren't weirdos. And it's kind of cool though. They, they laugh it off. I'm like, all right, you guys are cool. You know? <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's, it's, you start learning a little tricks along the way to try to gauge people, but you still can't pick everybody. You gotta, it's gotta be everything. Gut, mm-hmm. paperwork. Don't let them get ahead. Control the money because we're the good guys. We're trying to get this done. We're staying in business. Walk around with my name on my shirt, do they? You know, mm-hmm. there's not hiding exactly. anything here. My kids are walking around. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, there's nothing shady over here. You're not going anywhere. No, heck no. Yeah. No way. Uh, last question before we move into the fa- fast five. Uh, Matt, you can take the fast five, by the way. Um, if you were a trade, so not a business owner, that depends yep. on builders... Got you. Staying employed. Um, what's your biggest piece of advice during these times? Uh, shoot, start making some calls. Start, uh, you know, staying employed and staying with these guys. Just go out and try to introduce yourself to everybody. Try to get on biz list. A good, I mean, a good way to do that is you know, walk into uh, an architect's office and say, hey, who, who, who's on your bid list? What builders are bidding this? And get a list of the local guys and then start cold calling. I, I'm telling you, I, I cold called for many years. I we they used to put these story pulls up of a house, like to do the outlines of a house. Mm-hmm. Right, I knew a new house was coming. It's in the planning process. I'd go there, look who owns that, and call that owner straight up. I go right over the top of everybody. Just trying to subcontract or what? I was a subcontractor, but that was actually trying to get the dang job. But the okay. same thing. But they, but they could say, "Hey, we already have a builder. Cool. Who's your builder? Does that guy have a foundation guy? Does that guy have a framer? Right? Work mm-hmm. for them. You need a siding crew. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's smart. Dang on. You are a go-getter. I knew I looked up resourcefulness for the right right reason. Resourcefulness, man. Well, it's 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 necessity. It's hungry. Yeah, you gotta eat. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. You know. Keep eating, guys. Yep. All right. Before we wrap up our episodes, we end it with our fast five. This is five questions to be answered in a sentence or less. Number one: If you were to summarize in a sentence how you're feeling about a recession, what would your response be? Unafraid. There we go. 
Number two, your biggest piece of advice for staying nimble during a downturn would be? Does a lot of big words. Yeah, just staying nimble. <laughs> Agile, a jaguar. I was going to say, I could stretch a little more, but uh, no. Um, no, I mean, you know what I mean? I just take it all. Just take sure. it all. Don't shy away from any words. So Breck wrote the first two. The third one I wrote, just to where you, to where you know this. While your home builds are wonderful, what we're all really wondering is, are you decorating your house this year for Halloween? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. I just like Jason and walked the Halloween parade, dude. <laughs> we don't even have to go over the rest of them. That's all, that's all we wanted to know. The, yeah, this is exactly hilarious. how we're gauging your morale for this entire year was if you were not decorating yeah, for Halloween, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. stuff that you're not telling us, man. If I'm not rocking, if I'm not rocking a chainsaw on Halloween night, I'm dead. All right. <laughs> you, you just say. depicted my whole market play. If you said no, you weren't decorating. I'm going all in on puts. This 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 going to the ground. We're in. Number four, your one message to the next generation would be: Get after it. Get after it. Uh, get after it. Seriously. And I was I didn't have YouTube or Instagram. Or any of this shit. I was buying these stupid books in the library. Dude, going on whoever would teach me, get after it. Go to work. Get up and go to work. I found more work getting up and looking for work. Just going into the lumber yard, listening to what the guys are talking about. Hey, what's up? You guys need some carpenters? I mean, get out. Get after it. Get after it. Love it. Number five, what does the term bread to build mean to you? Bread to build? I guess it means you're bread to build. It's just in you. Like, I'm, I'm bread to build. And I'm not bread to build. By my parents. I'm ready to build because that's what I'm, I think I was put on this earth to do. There you go. I don't think we could have ended the episode any better than that. <laughs> Jamie, thanks so much for joining us on the Bread to Build podcast. Before we let you go, man, where can people find and connect with you? Uh, Verdura Construction. Um, I'm on Instagram. Hit me up, DM me. I answer every DM that comes in. So send it before I say it again. If you got questions, you guys want to reach out, anything. High end, low end, labor. Hit me up, Verdura Construction. Instagram is the best way. Dude, I can confirm that. So I messaged you for the first time. We were barely getting going. And I remember hitting you up, asking you questions about shit. And like, I was a kid. Like, granted, I'm, I'm still a kid, sure. But like, <laughs> you responded nearly instantly. And it's like having, it sounds so flame, but having a support system in this industry, like I talked to so many different people in California because like you guys are doing exactly what I'm dying to do. And like the fact that it wasn't pushback, it wasn't like, Hey, get lost kid. It was like, man, do it, do it this way. Try this. Like you, you are helping more than anything. And I, I appreciate it personally. Thanks brother. Appreciate it. That's not lame at all though, Matt. There, there needs to be a support system there and there's enough to eat for everyone, man. There's enough to eat for everyone. There is, there is. Competition is good. The, the, I, don't want, the, the, I don't want it to be too easy, man. I got to be hungry here, you know? Keep us going. Dude, the, pe- the people winning are the ones leveraging support systems. That's 100%. one thing that I've learned so much is you got to stand on the shoulders of giants. You got to lean on other people that know 100%. more than you. 100%. Be humble. Ask the advice. Take the advice. Listen. Yeah. Get after it. Awesome. Um, guys, thanks for listening to the Bread to Build podcast a project dedicated to sharing the stories of the people who build and those who help move construction forward. If you like this episode, drop us an awesome review. Give Jamie Verdura a damn follow. Absolutely. If you'd like to join us on the podcast or you have topics in mind, send us over at, uh, actually DM us on Instagram at We Are Hammer or send them over to Matt. 
Um, you can find me on all platforms at Brett Gowen. Be sure to give us a follow at We Are Hammer and Builders Vinsa on Instagram. Matt, take it away. This was a good one. This was a great one. You can find me on all social platforms at Matt Bangswood. We will see you next time on the Bread to Build podcast. Oh.